Thank you for listening to the Upstate Golf Guys podcast. shout outs shout out to the golfer gang and jeff for putting this whole uh, network together of all the golf podcasts i'm really excited to work with all of you guys um I'm ready to help promote you all and help promote each other and grow the game together um also shout out to everybody buying my merch uh, i really appreciate all the support uh i i only got a dozen hats but they sold out in like three days um, I'm having more made for next week and I'm, I've already got almost all those sold out. So I'm really psyched about that. Uh, thank you so much. Up, yep. That uncle Sam uh, logo uh, is, is really sharp. I think, I think it's going to go good, especially around Troy and the 518 where uncle Sam, uh, the home of his burial site is, and it's a big Troy, uh, big Troy logo. Uh, so I think it's going to go well. I really appreciate all everybody buying the merch. And uh, finally, don't forget to check out Egghorn Hills, <clears throat> promo code UPSTATE15 for a 15% discount, egghornhillsco.com. Um, and with that said, it's an honor to introduce Nate, the owner of Acorn Hills, to the podcast. We really appreciate you coming on, Nate. What's going on, hey, bud? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. You know, it's a pleasure. And I'm, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I connected with uh, Roger, got on Roger's podcast. And then, um, you know, you I think you guys found me, you said through Roger by listening to that episode. It's funny how the world works. Happy to be on here with you guys. Uh, absolutely. Well, yeah, Roger really uh, ignited me with this idea. We have we have some different listeners, so I think we're going to um, help you out with, with both sides of us uh, here, with the listeners we have. Um, so I'm really excited to work with you, Nate. Um, I, I love, I'm wearing right now your uh, your quarter zip, and I, I, I want to sleep in the thing. I'm not going to lie. I love it. It's so comfortable, dude. I really do. I got, yeah, we got to get, we got to get Mikey uh, some gear. At, yeah, yeah, I was when, looking at the uh, the polo, the, the blue one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, it looks pretty dope. I think I'm going to order that up. Well, just his material is so comfortable. I mean, I could tell you right now I'm wearing it. But, uh, yeah, Nate, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into golf, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so for starters, anyone out there listening, um, I'm kind of – I don't want to say I'm living the, the, the college dream, but I am. Uh, I'm 20 years old, a full-time college student, uh, and a full-time college golfer as well. So um, the kind of idea for Acorn Hills came during COVID, and I never kind of – ran with it but it was just an idea i had that thought you know i always wanted to combine these two passions of clothing and golf something that was very true to myself and me being from kind of rural pa in a little town called kervinsville um you know i didn't have the type of private country clubs growing up as maybe some people do um it was more or less just 
literally country with the quotations around country clubs, um, you know, small munis. And so I really started to get this love and passion for the outdoors and, you know, whether that was hiking or fishing or, or golf as it came to be, um, I always like to look good. And, uh, I wanted to combine that. So COVID came, I kind of brainstormed the idea, kind of wrote what I wanted to do and then tabled it until college. And I came to college, uh, was a, just came in my freshman year as a business major. I thought, well, maybe I want to be a bio pre-med major and, uh, had all the paperwork signed and, um, I had to just meet with my new advisor and he actually stood me up. He, he had an appointment. Uh, he said it was a family emergency, took him away from the office. And I said, well, that's my sign to stay business. So I crumpled it up, threw it in the garbage can. And uh, from that day on, I started brainstorming Acorn Hills. So I think it was, uh, I don't want to say it was destiny that I got here, but um, it, it truly was. I'm very fortunate for it. That's awesome, man. Um, and you have something really interesting about your uh, apparel. Uh, tell us a little bit about your tag on your um, on your shirts and your yeah. hats. Yeah. So an idea I had back in um, COVID era was the idea of using seed paper. So if no one's really familiar with how seed paper works, is it's decomposable um, planting papers, paper, um, you know, it's mm -hmm. almost like an eco-friendly paper. Absolutely. And it, it has seeds within it that when dried, you know, you can plant that uh, paper into the ground and over time the water and erosion and everything like that will um, erode that paper away and the seeds will sprout. And essentially you planted it. And I always thought, well, when I would go in these places like Dick's or like TJ Maxx or these huge retailers, um, you would see all this clothing and it was beautiful clothing, but they all had tags that were made of plastic or some sort of... Um, pollutable material. And uh, I, from a young age, I always thought, well, why couldn't you just take seed paper, make it in the shape of a, like a tag form and use it on your clothing. And so when people, customers buy it, because the clothing industry is a trillion dollar industry, um, you know, when people buy that piece of clothing, instead of cutting off that tag and throwing it away, that ends in a dump, you cut that tag and you plant it or it goes into the ground and decomposes. So that's kind of where we make the difference. Um, we're de we're not the first person to ever use seed paper, but I'm, I think I'm one of the first companies to ever use it in this way. It's awesome. It really it's is. Awesome. Mike's uh, wife would love that. She's a, she's a big, uh, she has a whole room here that's just all plants and flowers. And uh, Absolutely. She's, she, we got to yeah, tell her. We got a plant room that, that's just it's it's overgrown <laughs> we got to tell her about you and, yeah, and that absolutely. seed paper that's really cool I, I really dig that man i never even heard of it until i looked onto your looked into acorn hills it's like seed paper what the hell is this so then i looked into it and then you told me about it when you jumped on with me and i was like wow it's, it's interesting it's something that's different and that's like you said i think it's really gonna make you different than everybody else as well yeah and i, awesome. I think you know the, the touch on that roger i think um not a lot of people are aware of what it is, you know, and I think a lot of mm -hmm. people would jump on the the fact that, you know, they are doing good for the environment because um, pe people are going to need clothes regardless. And a lot of times um, when it comes to eco-friendly things, you run into a lot of, uh, I want to say a lot of dollar signs. People think, oh, it's pricey if it's um, eco-friendly. But with my stuff, um, I try to keep it reasonable. Yeah, I, uh, I was actually telling a couple of my customers, I own a little business. Um, I actually third generation um, in Albany, New York. It's a convenience store and a state office building. But 
I was telling a couple of my golf friends about you and tell, trying to get them to go on and buy some stuff and telling them about the code. And I was telling uh, their, their eyebrows really raised when I told them about the tag. And uh, that's really, I think, going to be a good selling point for you. Just it's something different. Uh, it's good for the environment. Golfers love uh, the environment and nature. And uh, I think it's just very fitting for uh, golf apparel. I love it. I think it's a great idea, man. How does, well, thank uh, you. How does a company actually go look into doing something like that? Like if we wanted to tag all of our stuff with the same same type of idea, because it's yeah. awesome. Well, well, thank you. So um, there's there's multiple ways to do it. Um, I have a supplier, and a lot of times when I say I have a supplier, um, you know, I, I wrote the contracts where they are exclusive with me for this type of process. Okay. Um, but you know, it's just it just takes an idea, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of, because, like for example, um, within the within the fabrics you're wearing, Anthony, or actually recycled cotton polyester, so like that's recyclable materials too. Um, so I try to try to use the recyclable materials when I can, and then you know it doesn't stop there because everyone says, "Well, you eliminate all carbon waste, everything." Well, no, I don't, but I replace what I use. Um, I actively try to you know, replace my carbon footprint because I'm not perfect. I'm 20. Um, you know, mm. I'm just getting started. So how I do that is actually partnered with this, Mike, Mike, this might be where you might be more feasible for you guys starting out is I partnered with the National Forest Foundation to be what's in called in their sapling program. So every order that's on my site, they plant a tree um, in, in accordance to that. So, you know, in 20 in 2023 there, get my years mixed up uh, we planted about 305 trees so wow that's that's super yeah it was, it was a part of a program that planted five million so yeah i was gonna ask you about the national forest foundation yeah. um that's awesome yeah i had that right in my notes so you kind of just touched base on that that's great um tell me about the weather channel how uh what uh what happened there yeah so um it was, it was pure luck um i i reached out to a retired journalist in my area and he said he loved the idea and he would pitch it to a few of his friends that were still in the industry here and uh, he did and it went it went kind of went public on march 15th of last year so i'm coming up on a year now and uh that article got shared like 140 times or something like that on facebook crazy amount of times and then i actually got picked up by yahoo.com and it was like the number one story on yahoo for like an hour and then uh, awesome. I know it was, it was fine. It was like my 15 seconds of fame. Hell and then yeah, all man. of a sudden I get an email from this guy from the weather channel named Josh. And he said, Hey, we'd love to fly you out to Arkansas for, um, or it was either Arkansas or Georgia. I forget where they're headquartered, but for an interview. And uh, at the time I thought, Oh, this is just spam. So I like, I, I fished it. I thought, Oh, this is just junk. And mm -hmm. it bounced back to me and it was, um, it was, it was legit. And I thought, Holy cow, you know, this is crazy. So, I got in contact with Josh um, and I went on the weather channel, I think April 12th of 2023, but that was fun. That was, that was really cool. Um, being patched in with Stephanie Abrams there and, um, you know, kind of being on a first name basis with her is pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That's really cool. Absolutely, man. All right, man. Well, I have some golf questions for you um, since you're a collegiate golfer. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a college golfer, uh, what was the hardest part for you to learn? Like, going from high school to college, what's different, you know, what's, it's, it's definitely a different level game. Yeah. That, that's, you know, I could give you a thousand answers on that, but yeah. I guess the mm -hmm. one clear one that it all stems from was 
when I was in high school, being from my area, being very country, um, I never had a lesson. I was all self-taught. So from, you know, age 11 or 12, when my dad would take me with, with them, it was just all trial and error, you know, what felt right to me, um, never had a lesson. So when I came to college, I actually had a coach that would give me lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tough for me to take that information. I, I, I'm very coachable. I think I'm very coachable, but very tough to kind of take that and put it in my head and think, okay, how do I use this in my swing? And like, how do I not get too jumbled up too? So um, that was probably my biggest challenge. Okay. What's the best advice you have received on a golf course? Best advice I'd say would be don't think about it. I feel like we as golfers think about it way too much. Um, you know, pe- people hit a bad shot and think they can control more than what they can't control. So that leads to the next question. What's your best way to get over a bad shot or a bad hole? Oh, I, um, I've i hit plenty of bad shots in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's funny because when I was younger – um, I thought, oh, you know, it's cool to throw clubs. Not that I don't know why I ever thought that, but I would just hit like a bad shot, and throw a club. Um, but now I hit a bad shots after bad shots. I'll hit hundreds of bad shots within the same week. And you just have to laugh it off and realize that, you know, it's a game and each day is a blessing. So um, yeah. at the end of the day, it's funny because I'll play with college guys and they'll throw clubs and break clubs. And I'm thinking, you know, you're getting mad at a child's game. Like children play this game. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, that, that's just a humbling, humbling thing, I think, in my head. Yeah, I, I hate I hate club throwers. That's one thing I, I play on this tour. And uh, one one of the guys that plays with us said one of the smartest things or one of the best things somebody said to a guy that was throwing clubs. He goes, you're just not good enough to throw clubs and be mad. He goes, yeah, yeah, just enjoy the game. It's like, you know, if you're on the, if you're on the tour and you're making millions of dollars, you know, then sure. Get, get mad a little bit here and there. But I mean, if you're just, just hacking around and these people are throwing clubs, getting mad, I find it ridiculous, but that's just me. Absolutely, man. Um, So um, what is your favorite club in your bag? My favorite club, because I, like I told Roger, I don't hit the ball long at all for a college player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say my favorite club is either a wedge or like a putter. It's just because uh, I rely on them so much. It's just like a sore for me. Total yeah. opposite of me. Mike, what's your favorite club? Uh, I, I go with a wedge. Yeah. You, That's one of my most favorites. You run I, it? I like scoring and close. Mike is 150 in. He's just yeah. – I, uh, I always say I get pissed off playing with them because I have to line my four or five footers up for five. It feels like 10 minutes. It's not, but it just feels like forever. And this guy just goes up, not knocks it right in. It's close. It's it automatic. It's, he's just, he just, those, 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 uh, about automatic, yeah, but, uh, the a wedge he does, he runs it up there for like 50, 60 out and he puts it within five, six feet. And then he just knocks in that part because he won't, he won't get on there in regulation. He's a little short. And then he'll come up short on his second shot, but then with his a wedge, he puts it right up there. He'll he's knock just, it in. Yeah, hey, he finishes. Yeah, one fifty in. Absolutely, in is where you score. Absolutely. Okay, what do you enjoy more, the competitive nature of college golf, or just playing around with the boys? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like apples and oranges because it's funny because I'll be I'll go in what's called competition mode or like competitive golf mode, and. My game, whether or not I like to admit it, is way sharper than what it is when I play recreational. But I feel that, like, when I play recreational, I really, you know, 
I'm aware of what's going on around me. Like when I'm playing competitive golf, I'll play 18. Uh, we play 54 hole qualifiers for college. Uh-huh. Um, I'll play 54 holes and it would just seem like a blur. Like it didn't even happen. But like recreational, I feel like I can think about those rounds from year, you know, years to come for sure. All right. Um, Nate, did you play any other sports growing up besides golf? Yeah, I played um, up until ninth grade. I played football, basketball, and baseball. So I was, and then yeah, golf you, and baseball started contradicting each other. So yeah. um, that was tough for me to kind of get the two swings down. So I just stuck the stuck the golf from ninth on. Okay, I got two more questions here, and then we're going to go on to uh, one more topic, and then we're going to let you go here. But Oh, you're, uh, you're I, 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 I don't want to hold you all night. I appreciate you coming on, Nate. I really do. He just this showed is, you this, his, his, his schedule, man. Oh, yeah, he's not busy at all. <laughs> he's a busy dude. <laughs> my, my night's open after you guys. You're fine. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Okay, what is your practice round routine before um, a college, you know, college tournament? Yeah, I think, I don't know. It depends if it's like, it depends how much time I have. So give, give me some time. Like how much time do I have before the tea time? Uh, let's say the tea time's 1030 and you're there at 830. You got, you got two hours. Oh, wow. That's, you gave me a lot of time. Is that more time than normal? You gave me a lot of time. That's that's when I get, I'm not even a college golfer and I'll get there a couple hours before. Oh man. I'm going to college. He's just waking up 15 minutes before my tea time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a you, Nate. I'm five, 10 minutes before. Yeah. (laughs) Starters call my cell phone, ask me where I am. Two practice. No, I am. off. (laughs) <laughs> Realistically, if I have time, a lot of people go to the range, but um, like I, I will, but it's tough for the range because the range is a perfect world scenario. It's flat lie. Um, you know, there's no pressure if you hit a bad shot or anything. So I just, I try to hit really focus on ball striking on the range. So like, I'll just hit like 50 wedges at like 50 yards. So like I, my, my main goal is just to hit sweet spot, sweet spot, sweet spot, sweet spot. And then like work on flights and everything like that, because I grew up a field player, like I said. So if I don't have that feel going into a round, I know I won't have it anytime during during the round. So right. um, routine wise, it's anything that's going to help me get that feel. Absolutely. But you know, some some guys are different. Some guys won't won't feel right until they hit like twenty drivers on the range. But for me, it's I, I feel it. You know, if once I feel it, I usually put my clubs in the bag and um, wait until my tee time. Okay. And last question, what is your lowest lowest score and what course was it on? Competitive or recreation? Um, let's let's go both. Why not? Okay. So, um recreation I shot 67. Um that would be at my home course. It's like 6700 yards, so about a normal normal men's course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's and amazing. Then, oh, College wise, um, I shot seventy three this past past semester. I mean, you got to you got to put into that that pressure uh, into play when you're when you're in the competitive nature. You're it's funny the- that, that sixty seven. Um, I shot seven under on the one side with a bogey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was on fire. I was flaming, flaming my home course, but the flash, no, I haven't shot one near that sense, but the nerve wracking, just going into every pot. No, did you, you knew what you had going into 17, 18, right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess so. I mean, I just, 
I guess I just, it was it was a men's league match actually, so you can call it semi-competitive. But yeah, so I had to play a guy in league and beat him. He shot like even. I shot seven under. So it's just, that's I, amazing. Yeah, that's so, great. That's that's amazing, dude. I mean, I'm, I shoot. We all shoot basically in in the mid eighties, and uh, we're we're happy with that. I broke eighty one time in my life, and I went nuts. Seth shot a seventy nine at this. Eagle Crest, it's a very forgiving course. Um, it's, you know, everything was going down for me. We played this, our other upstate golf guy, Brad, who's not here tonight, he's just a ball buster. And I was hitting every pot, and he was like, Come on, this isn't you. Come on. And he was just kind of yeah, giving me you know, shit the whole time, you know. Hey, what, what I was, you're, like, you'll get the, you'll break 80 a couple more times, then you'll stay there. But hey, don't, don't think I'm immortal though, either, because like I was telling Roger, I shot that 73 round, and then, uh, a couple of weeks went by and I shot 98. I had the shanks. So wow, yeah. it, it was yeah. crazy. So like I, I, I can lose it. So it happens to everybody, man. Yeah. I know. Well, I understand. I know. All right. So um, I just want to talk a little bit with you about this. Um, the most recent news in the PGA world, the wasted management. I mean, the waste management. Did you catch any of that this weekend? Yeah. Oh yeah. I caught a lot of it. Um, yeah. I I actually had a lot of friends of the brand down there. Hopefully they weren't intoxicated when they were taking yeah. pictures and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, what is your thoughts? Circus show. What is your thoughts? I mean, do you think it's 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 not suitable for a golf course? You play in a collegiate. What would you do if you saw these? The more you serve alcohol and the more drunk these guys get, it's just a bad idea on a golf course. It's just Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a traditionalist. Um, I know it might not be like the common, common thing, but I'm a traditionalist. Uh, I think that there's a time and a place for it, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's at a golf tournament like that. I like the idea of a like the stadium hole and stuff like that's that's a neat concept um, if it's done correctly. Yeah. But I think now it's turned into the uh, like you said the wasted hole. If yeah. when, they're, um, when they're when they're trying to boast about how much alcohol they're selling, you know that yeah. they're they're trying to one up next year and then one it up the next year. Yeah, I mean, I actually have some stats here from the the years. Uh, I have uh, in 2022. So this is from the Scottsdale Police Department. 2022. <laughs> no, this is interesting. Uh, calls for service there was 440. 2023 there was 558, and then this year there was 653. In 2022, there was zero arrests. In 2023, there was 18 arrests. And then this year, there was 54 arrests. There was 90 ejections in 2022, 102 in 2023. And that number doubled plus some to 211 this year. And then there was 14 14 trespasses in 2022. 41, this is the last one, 41 trespasses in 2023 and then 73, it almost doubled this year. So it just got, I feel like this year especially, (laughs) (laughs) this year especially, I mean, I just saw on TV, I saw more people falling on their face. I saw more people getting carried out fireman style. I saw the the mudslide for money all over the internet. That it was just like a it uh, was a clown. It was a clown show. It really was. It really, yeah. And I don't know. I think a lot of that, truthfully, is trying to combat live, um, trying to get this hype yep. that the PGA is cool again. But I think that the live tour really hurt PGA more than what they want to let on, um, mm-hmm. or more than what I don't know. I guess not let on. I guess the better word would be recognized. Um, you know, because people want to think, oh, live towards its own thing. But when you have the likes of DJ and 
um, you know, as Rom Rom want to live, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah Rom, you can go down. You can go down through them. You basically took the meat and uh, meat and potatoes, for lack of a better term, of the PGA Tour, and now they're only dealing with what they can get off the media. Um, so I think PGA Tour is really trying to hype up their media, and I think the waste management kind of backfired. Yeah, it did backfire big time. I would agree. I, I honestly think a lot of uh, – They said it's not going to happen again. Well, I think a lot of players are going to uh, opt out next year anyways. Uh, Wait, listen, did you see Zach Johnson? Yes. He's going viral now. Zach Johnson's a good dude. I hate to see his career blow up. He's a really good dude. And uh, and another one was – well, Billy Horschel doesn't have the best reputation, but he went nuts on somebody too. But the guy was yelling in his backswing. I mean, they're playing for big bucks, and they're not even – on. it's not even the 16th hole. Like you said – at least keep it at the 16th hole. You yeah. know, it's, it's, um, it just became the whole course and it's just, it's uh, wild. Think, to me. I know if they're going to have a stadium hole, I don't know. I think limit alcohol sales or this like don't have them at all because like the stadium hole is cool. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's still golf. You can't, you can't take it out of its habitat. Well, this management kind of produced that they, they let all mayhem loose. Yeah, they, they like let didn't even start looking at tickets. They were letting everybody in, so yeah, kind of produced the mayhem. I heard that. I heard. I mean, it, it's there's a lot of um people to blame. I think, but uh, hopefully, it just it's isn't it is a beautiful golf course, and uh, I really en- always enjoyed watching it up until this year. I mean, yeah, the 16th iconic. They can't. It's just uh, too bad. It just yeah got crazy. But c- congrats to Nick Nick Taylor for winning that. Anyways, yeah, it, it went I, to. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I couldn't imagine that going down at Augusta. Like I just. Oh no! Oh, forget gosh. no! My God! Could you imagine? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like like or like the U.S. Open or something, or just like another another golf thing. So if if I couldn't imagine going down somewhere else, then that, that probably shouldn't be in this world. All right, you said you said Augusta. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't have it on my notes, but let's all take a prediction, an early prediction. Who's winning the Masters this year? Let's Nate. We'll start with you. Oh, geez, you put me on the spot. Um, live yeah, tour players can play in it, right? Yes. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. That's oh, that's gonna be interesting if one of them wins. Um, ooh. Hmm. I'll Maybe. go first. I'll give you a second. I, I think John Rahm's gonna win it this year. Yeah. Okay. See. Okay. That's who I was gonna go with. I was gonna say John Rahm. But yeah, I, I like Ron. I think I'll switch mine up. I'll go. I'll finally say Rory. Hopefully, Rory can get it done finally. I'll say DJ. I'm gonna go. Ugh, yeah. I don't want to say it, but I think Kepka's gonna come again, firing. Yeah, I, I you get Ke- like you got like Morikawa too. More yeah, play. You know, I like. I love Hovland. Victor Hovland could um could make like some noise. Absolutely, is looking good lately too. So yeah, guys, the course just plays. They play it well. Like it's it's. Well, DeChambeau, he talked that shit like what four or five years ago, saying that the the course should be like a sixty-eight, a par sixty-eight or something. And I mean, he hasn't played it good since Bryson. No. I remember when, when was that? When was that? I would like to see Justin Thomas. I, I like Justin Thomas a lot. I love JT. I really and I think you know who I think's gearing up to play. He's going to play this weekend. I mean, I don't think he's going to do do much, but Tigers. I think he's going to play this year. I, he's playing yeah. uh, this weekend, right? He plays it good, too. He plays it good. The funny story about JT is when I was in high school, I had a career fair to do. Um, and it was about, like, what you wanted to do when you grew, grew up. And, of course, I was in fifth grade. And uh, I said, oh, I want to be, like, a pro golfer. And, like, I think the teacher thought I meant, like, a teaching pro, like a, like a PGA teaching pro. Right. Um, 
So she said, contact all your pros, uh, any pros that you know. And JT's dad is a pro. And um, I thought, oh, what the heck? I'll shoot him an email. Well, didn't he, like, schedule a phone call with me? JT's dad. Wow. Yeah, like, super down-to-earth guy. That's yeah, so um, I'm kind of biased for JT. I always like having him, like, succeed because of his dad taking the time to have that phone call with me. That's amazing, man. He's a classy dude. Have you met any uh, PGA players or live players, I guess, or any pro no, players? No, I, have. I, I have not. How about have you been to tournaments, live nope, tournaments? No. Nope, so Mikey, no, oh, do that, man. You got to do that. Mikey and I went uh, to lift. Uh, it was amazing. It, it was. Um, uh, I, I forget. It was part of the um, FedEx Cup. It was like the second round, but it was. Um, uh, it just seeing those guys swing the club up close and personally. It's amazing. And you could hear hearing their conversations, talking to their caddies. What's going through a professional's mind is so cool. I tell everybody, even if you're not a golfer or a fan of golf, just seeing that one time, seeing a professional golfer hit the ball and the sound it makes is just nothing like it. You a lot of, like, Roger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely reminds me of Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Going off guard there. No. Roger's got a good stick, man. He turned it around, and, like, this guy went from – Shit to gold in like two years. I play four or five days a week. So yeah, I better, you he better. Sure. You're right. That is true. That is true. But hey, Nate, why don't you give um give a plug? Let the audience know where they could find you. Yeah. So um, if anyone's out there listening, you can go to my website. It's www.acornco or acornhillsco.com. Um, and my Instagram is at acorn.hills. And if you get a DM from me or like. It's, you know, it's me on the other end. It's not some AI or paid marketer. It's me. Um, I promise I'm not, I'm not a catfish or anything. I'm just there to hold a conversation. That, that's what I love about you, man. You're, you're really cool to talk to. Um, I'm really looking forward to helping you grow, growing with you. Um, I, I know a lot of the guys in the network are working with you as well. Um, that golfer gang network. So I oh yeah, yeah. So um, is is one night in Pinehurst in that? Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. they're they're great guys. Um, yep. Jeff's a great dude. Jeff, yep. Mm-hmm. Is so, uh, is is divots and pivots in that? Uh, I'm not yet. I don't think Bud so. Copeland? No, you guys met Bud? to me. No, I I don't think I've heard of them yet. But there's uh, a there's probably what we have a half dozen at least. There's uh, about six to eight in uh, a couple more oh, in the next okay. couple of weeks. So it's building. It's a cool it's a cool concept, man. I wasn't sure about it at first, but I just like the fact that we're all gonna kind of network together and uh, help each other grow. And I think the bigger the team, you know, the stronger. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. heck yeah, strength in numbers. You got to build a foundation for sure. Absolutely, man. Well, Nate, it was really a pleasure having you on. Um, we really appreciate it. I would love to play around with you one of these days. I mean, if you ever make make your way to upstate New York or if we make our way down in, here. I was just in New York City the other weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. But that was about as far as I, I've ever been in New York. But uh, Okay. Well, was, you know, crazy. You never know, man. Take a road trip or we'll take a road trip. You know, we'll definitely keep in touch. And I'm definitely, like I said, looking forward to watching your, your uh, brand grow. I think you got a good thing going. I'm really excited for you. Buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. And like I said, you know, I, I want to support you guys, too. I love the logo. Like like I said to you, Anthony, that that's Uncle Sam logo is sweet. So, yeah, I'm, actually, we're doing a uh, giveaway right after this. So I'm going to be going to the post office. I have your address. I got a beanie and a T-shirt for you, my man. Oh, well, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I know you will. I'll wrap it.
Hell yeah. Awesome, buddy. All right, man. It was a pleasure. And thank you so much. And thanks again for listening to the Upstate Golf Guys podcast, where 518 Golf's the case, Cape, and everything in between. Have a good night, guys. Packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport.